track My best friend's in a gun rack I'm a low life I owe everybody money I think racist jokes are funny I'm a low life I got a dirty mind A gutter mouth I'm making time I'm going out with your wife Cause I'm a low What's up, motherfuckers? Welcome to another episode of Your Bitch Ass Can't Afford Gas because it's going through the motherfucking roof. Low Life Chopper Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that is the fucking truth, man. Welcome to the fucking Friday Low Lifes. I hope you're fueled up and ready for a killer fucking episode. Uh, we're going to be giving you guys some updates. We got some things in the works, and a little bit later on, we're going to be joined by the motherfucking homie Rhino Dick, who's got some new services that he's offering. But before we get into that and a whole bunch of other good shit, let's kick this thing off the way we always do. With those motherfucking fuckers. That's it. First up, we got Chop Cult, the motherfucking hub. In the home of your next build thread. So get on over there. Document the progress on that fucking iron head you're putting together. Scroll through the classifieds to buy all those fucking magnetos that make the iron heads cool. And then make sure that you add yourself to the Brolodex so people can find other iron head riding motherfuckers when they're riding around in their area. It's an iron head heavy episode tonight. This next sponsor is chopshit.com, aka Chicken Rick. The home of all the stickers, pins, patches, hoodies, and chopper goodies. Scroll on over to chopshit.com for hand-picked parts from builders across the country and a whole lot more. And make sure you go follow Chicken Fried Choppers on Instagram. There's also a Chop Shit page, as we talked about on that episode. It's the billboard. If you want to check it out, you know, give it a look, give it a follow, and then keep it moving. Next up, we got Broadway Customs. Out there and where? Englewood, Colorado. Swing on over to broadway.custom.cycles. Check out their page. And if you are a talented motherfucker that wants to go work there, they are hiring. So swing on over, give them a follow. And these guys do a little bit of everything. CNC plasma, 3D printing, automotive, and commercial fabrication. Next up, we got the homies over at Lowbrow Customs. Everything you need for the road ahead since 2004. This is a website you can build an entire motorcycle from. They got engines, frames, and literally every part under the sun. Lowbrowcustoms.com and Lowbrowcustoms on Instagram. Next up, we got Paco. 52 years in the motherfucking game is no accident. These guys got it all that you need for your Harley Davidson motorcycle. They got full frames, front ends. Handlebars, headlights, exhaust mounts, transmission components, and a whole lot more. Turn on over to Paco.com or Paco Parts to follow them on Instagram. Next up, God. (laughs) (laughs) We got the homie West at Custom Structure making these dopest motherfucking helmets in the game. Listen, everybody's got one of these helmets now. We've been pumping the shit hard as fuck for over a year. Um, so go get your bitch ass a helmet. You get to pick the shell color, the motherfucking trim package, 
and any one-of-a-kind liner that your fucking heart desires. Get over the custom instruction and get the only helmet that makes the ugliest motherfucker look sexy. Love it. And then next up, we got your boy, Pharaoh Fabrication, right here in Londonderry, New Hampshire, for all of your hardtail needs. We do full-frame hardtails. We do a little bit of everything. Got a gas tank in the garage getting ready for some. You know what the new wave is right now is the 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 steel bar welded to the gas tank, like people doing designs with them. Seen a lot of people talking about this. I got one in the shop right now. And finally gonna get like that, like that small round stock that people did to like make it molded and shit. That's right. Exactly that. Yeah. Yeah, people are digging that. I, I, we I actually dig that style. Yeah, it looks fucking good. Who was? I wish I could give a shout out. There was that girl that's building. She builds all the fucking tanks like that and does some really fucking intricate ones. John did that. Who? John uh, Long on Jopico. He did that on his Greasy Dozen bike, and he's doing that on the People's Champ bike. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I got I got a tank for Colin in here right now, and. So we do a little bit of it, a little bit of everything. If you need something welded or repaired, hit me up on Instagram at Pharaoh Fabrication, and we will get your project handled. Next up, we got Black Dog Motherfucking Towing. Conveniently located in Epping, New Hampshire. But don't let that fool you. We service New Hampshire, Mass, and Maine. Service um, servicing those motherfuckers <laughs> um <laughs> listen if you're at that beat you have a hard time you gotta get back to connecticut we got you uh if you're riding the fucking kangamangas and break down we got you uh hit us up follow me on Loctite shop shop um or black dot towing on instagram numbers on there and do not forget when that shop stops going call motherfucking black dog towing yes dude <laughs> It sounds so right. <laughs> it does. Just hearing it. That's the first time it's been part of the ad read, and it feels like it's meant to be there. The people fucking love it. All right. I think it's time to roll into this week's motherfucking shout outs. Mm. Let's get this motherfucker pulled up. You know, it's never pulled up beforehand. This is like just how the show goes. All right. Uh, I'm also trying to get it pulled up. <laughs> this is part of it, man. There's always that that slight pause in the middle there. Um, boy, this is going to be a fucking quick week, though. I tell you what. Yeah, you know what? The only the only one I was gonna shout out. I can't shout out because it's still on the low right now. So we'll do that one next week once uh, once he goes live with that. It's been a busy week, though. You got any before we move into some updates and then kicks in the dick? Yeah. Um, I just want to give a low-key shout-out to the, the 81 million people that have put diesel prices to the motherfucking roof. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Your boy oh, is stressing the fuck out. <laughs> Yeah, dude, diesel's way up. Regular is way up. Fuck, everything is out of control right now. Um, let me give one shout out, actually. Shout out to Nick and Chip from motherfucking Dirty Builds for coming up over the weekend and fixing some of the outlets. So we have some outlets in the room, three of them. Plugged a treadmill into one of them, one time. 
outlet stopped working. Never could understand what the fuck the problem was. Other outlets in the room still worked, but that one outlet killed two other outlets and they all just stopped working, including the one right behind my fucking headboard, which is how your boy charges phone at night. So very inconvenient outlet to go out, probably the most inconvenient outlet in the whole house. And it wasn't working for like three months. And I would just have to leave my phone in the other side of the house and just hope that your boy sugars don't go so low and die. So Nick offered to come up and sort out the problem, brought all the fancy meters, lots of DC 20. I'm kidding. No DC 20, lots of fucking continuity and tracers. I don't know if you know what a, a tracer is. I had no idea what this was, but you can tracer rounds. What's that? Tracer rounds. Yeah, kind of. You fucking plug it into an outlet and you can go, you can just walk anywhere in the house and like touch it to the wall and it'll just be like, oh yeah, that wire's here. And you can just follow that shit all the way back. Hmm. Even with that, we could not figure out what the fuck the deal was, but he found another way around it and got power back to all the outlets. So huge motherfucking shout out to Nick and Shipped. Call him for all of your wiring needs. I actually don't know if there's a service he wants to put out there, but it's worth a try. Give him a motherfucking call. He is good at this shit. Uh, and I swept after him. Oh, Jesus. You know somebody that's how it goes to. with the electricians. Yeah, somebody's got to. Um, huge shout out to OSD Custom Leather. <laughs> oh, boy, we're <laughs> on better terms now. Um. I just want to give him a huge shout out for being able to roll with the punches and just keep it like as like a friendly banter <laughs> and starting the fucking World War Three. Um, but super good dude. He hit me in my inbox was like laughing about it and thought everything was funny and like didn't take anything to heart. So appreciate the fuck out of that. And uh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shout out to him for just being a good dude. <laughs> Oh man, I just the intro, intro. Welcome to the low life. Fuck the British chopper podcast. <laughs> he knew right off the bat we were about to get into it. Oh yeah, he put up a story. He's like, "Sick." Not even ten seconds into the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know you're you know you're connecting with the hosts when you when your comment generates a, a mention in the first two seconds. Did you see the post that he put up? No, I didn't the catch uh, story that he put up. No, Vegas. Oh my fucking god, it was so funny. He was like, "This week on Low Life Shop." Hold on, I'm gonna see if I can get it to play on here. Oh, there you go. Is it still on his page? Oh, I hear a little something going on in the background there. Can you not hear it? No, not really. Really? It would help if I knew where my microphone was. Come on, let me try one more time because it's so, it's so fucking funny. It'll be gone by the time people hear this. But it just says this week on the Low Life Chopper podcast. And then there's this guy trying to read in the beginning, and it sounds like this. In the beginning. In the yeah. <laughs> In the, in, uh, in the, in, <laughs> <laughs> is the is the joke that the, is this what is this supposed to be? 
It was me trying to read kicks on the dick. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing so hard when I got tagged that day. I was like, this dude's all right. <laughs> That's it. This is the way in. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. At some point, we're going to have to get him on the show because he actually, I was actually looking through his stuff and he actually does some very nice fucking leatherworking. Oh, shit. Oh, he's got some welding stuff up there. Yeah, he's got it all. Some tool rolls, or not tool rolls, blanket rolls. Damn. Yeah, he's got some good stuff. We definitely will have to talk to him. Oh, that's a fucking loud ass thing that's going to play in the background. All right. Good deal. Uh, do we have more shout outs this week? Or are we ready for these kicks in the dick? I think we're ready for those motherfucking kicks in the dick. All right, first up, I will pull it up. We'll see if we're in order this week. All right, first one I've got, and shout out to all the P. Any any kick you're hearing right now, this was this was posted hastily toward the end, and I think it was like one hour before we started. So anybody yeah. who got one of these in is a real motherfucking follower, real MVP. Yeah. All right. First one I have is fart degree. Is that the same one you have? Nope. Awesome. That's terrible. Uh, well, I'll just do this one. Fart degree says big old kick to the fart box to the lady who stopped for no reason in the middle of the road in front of my bike. Even bigger kick to myself for having a bald ass back tire causing me to rear end her. Hopefully the insurance will buy a new Springer or back tire. Fuck dude. That's rough. Yikes. Uh, I got one from Nick across the street. Yes. <laughs> he says roundhouse to the Royal Jewels, the kidney stones. Not something my eight month old, my eight, sorry, not eight month old. My, <laughs> <laughs> my eight months pregnant wife needs to deal with. Yeah, that's rough, man. <clears throat> Hey, listen, Nick Crusty, I wasn't trying to laugh at the situation. I was laughing because just proving the point that I don't know how to read. <laughs> In the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. We got, I have Irapaport here, but I know that he has another one somewhere. So I'm going to skip this one for now. Um, Lane Gunner. Says kicking V twin manufacturing in the dick for having all their hardtails on back order and really hampering my hardtail summer dreams. It is going to be a hardtail summer. Coming for that voodoo vintage, guess I'll have to deal with not having cast axle plates. Right, the cast axle plates is a fucking, it's a winning ticket, man. People love those things. Uh, got one from Fish Tank Whiskey. He says atomic kick to the dick. To anyone not using engine stands when pulling the motor from their bike, Ugh. we've evolved too far for you to be dragging that case all over the floor like a knuckle dragging caveman. Grow the fuck up. Hashtag make engine stands great again. This is a terrible comment. I hate this. Yeah. Comment. So I, I also just, uh, I just take two two by fours and send them up and put the fucking and just cradle the motor in between the two by fours. Yeah, I hear you. I actually, I saw you do that with the shovel, and then I was like, oh, that's a good way to do it. So then I just put two by fours on my bench. Yeah, it works great. 
And even and since then, I just put it back in the frame. And I'm like, fucking, I'll just leave this here. A better <laughs> place for it. Let's see. Next up, Iron Trash Rap says, Swift punt in the dude cunt. Uh, Swift punt in the dude cunt. In the beginning. <laughs> uh, Swift punt in the dude cunt. My buddy calls his... Oh, boy. Now, I think we both can't read. Hang on a second. No, this is written. This dude is hammered. This doesn't. Are, are you seeing this one? Oh, yeah. The way this sentence is worded makes no sense. Okay, guys, if you're going to drink 18 beers and then write the comment in, and we, you only had an hour to write this. So I don't know how you had this many beers in this shorter time, but swift punt in the dude cunt. My buddy calls his huevos for saying he'd, oh, I get it. I think I get it. In the dude cunt that my buddy calls his huevos. Yeah. Put a fucking comment uh, in there. Christ. Period. Yeah. <laughs> for saying he'd come over to fix my dyna and then blowing me off and not answering his phone. Guess I'll give the money I was going to pay him to someone else. I fucking hate flakes. And you got a period in between every one of those things. Why don't you take one of those periods and put it up where <laughs> we need it in the beginning of the fucking sentence? God. <laughs> You know we have to deal with the repercussions of this. Who do you have next? Uh, I got Irapaport. He says, cunt punt to Parkinson's disease. My mother's health is in fast decline, and the only treatment we currently have merely masks the symptoms. They don't slow the, the disease. It's difficult to watch the strongest person you've known who has overcome every other adversity be unable to stand most days. So a big old punt in the cunt to Parkinson's disease. Fuck. I'm really That's sorry a fucking tough one. Yeah. That's fucking terrible. Uh, we could read his other one. He also said, uh, and I would also like to send one to Hypnic Jerk's boss and Steel City's boss, who is now about to be part of the Kicked Weekly by Other People crew, um, just for good measure. These are the bosses you guys love to hate. <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's get weird caps says rocket launcher straight to the meat stick to the guy who just tried to scam me on marketplace. Cunts. Thank God. He actually, he posted a second thing here because I was about to write back and say, Hey, this sounds like a perfect candidate for not enough information. So he says, this scam was weird. The guy showed up at my house, tried to buy an Xbox off me, asked if I'd take Cash App. Oh, my God. If somebody, just to pause the story, if somebody uses Cash App and not Venmo or PayPal, just weed that person out of your life. Uh, he asked me if I'd take Cash App. I said, sure. He's on the phone and tells his friend to send it. I get a text message saying you have a pending payment from Cash App, which will process in two days. I told the dude, nope. And he was like, my friend sent it. And I kept saying no. And then he was like, I'll go get cash and took off. Well, goddamn, I'm really glad you elaborated too. This makes a better story. But yeah, yeah fuck Cash App. I Listen, I love me some Joe Rogan podcast and I know he loves him some Cash App, but fuck Cash App. Agreed. Um, what was the one you read about fucking Lane here? This is already, the same one. What did uh, you write the, too? The one was about V twin. Oh yeah, same one. 
Hold on. I, it seems that I'm uh, now picking up to where you are, I think. Yep. You got the next one I have is uh, Josh Clore. Mm, negative. Well, it's actually Joshua Clore, if that clears it up any. Uh, no, I got Connor Chops. Hit it. Come on. You pick all the longest ones. It's it's just fucking I don't know. It it's the way the way the world works, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> OSD custom leather is patiently waiting to seriously. Kicking the meat banana. <laughs> for my bike that has been in the shop for a month. All I needed was a rear brake and a rear tire so I could sell it. So God, the punctuation kills me and I don't even know how to read or where punctuation should be. <laughs> All I needed was a rear brake and a rear tire so I could sell it, period, because I don't have the time to work on it. Called the guy and his mechanic. Oh, my God. Called the guy (laughs) and his mechanic quit on him. So I'm going over there to fix it myself on Monday and had to buy the parts myself. Uh, All they ever did was remove the seat and charge the battery. I got screwed. I got clown hard, but once I sell it, I'm going to buy the Evo Sporty that you guys recommended me. Hey, there you go. I noticed that this doesn't say what it is that he did buy. And if we were recommending an Evo Sporty, I bet he was looking for a first chop and that this was some obscure bike. Mm -hmm. There's nothing on the page about it, though, so I can't find it. But do get that. It could be why that mechanic quit. He was like, I don't fucking know how to work on this shit. <laughs> yeah, dude rolled a gold wing in and he was like, never mind. I can't do it. <laughs> Let's see. Joshua Clore says, kicking the dick to Colorado weather and all the rats that keep dying in the garage, then crawling under the walls to rot there and stink everything up. That's amazing. They crawl after they're dead. Those are some determined hmm. rats that really want to fuck that garage up. Yeah, rats are real motherfucking. Yeah, never had rats. Only like tiny little baby mice. Uh, did you do Monkey Punch? Nope. The weird name. Monkey Punch 5000E, period. No, no. E is part of the the uh, the first Oh, uh, okay, 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 okay. I don't, what is the E for? E Honda. Uh, e Honda was a was a character in a in a Street Fighter. E Honda. You gotta be shitting me. Are you serious? No, no. So I, let me just. I'll just read this one. Right, cool. <laughs> e Honda was the was the the dude in the diaper that would like do the slap move with like. That was like, his name. Yeah, his name was E Honda. That's fucking strange. Yeah, and he that was his thing is like he would like put his hand out and do this like slapping shit. So people say like Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. E Honda 100 hand slap to my 79 shovel for being too short for my there's no punctuation in the middle. For being too short my 64 280 pound ass. Yeah. Dude, once Loctite Dude, that's a fucking tall ass. 64? Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a tall, very tall ass. It's a large ass. Where's the rest of you? But when Loctite, when you finish that shovel chop and I sat on that thing, I was like, um, 
this is shorter than I realized. Yeah. <laughs> By a lot. Like it really yeah. felt like a sporty. Dude, people were little back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's all the milk. <laughs> <laughs> the milk. Uh, let's see. Uh, Who we got here? We got no no, you're up next. I just read that one. Um hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Little Hawk 89, did you read that one? Nope. Uh, he says, flying kick to the dick to my boss that thinks adding two more hours onto our afternoon shift is going to up productivity. Get fucked. Listen. <laughs> Bosses will do anything that they think will up productivity, and it never does. Let me let me tell you, let me correct one thing in that statement. Bosses will do anything to up productivity except ask any of the workers what they think would help. Yeah. That's the one thing that is off limits. Uh, let's see. TM underscore shitty welds says sterilizing kick in the salami sausage. I feel like that should have been salami, sterilizing kick in the salami stick, right? Yeah, that would have been... been- we're gonna read it the way it should have been sterilizing kick in the salami stick from hypnic jerk he's getting them for taking almost two months to ship that sexy ass handcrafted tail light they're beautiful and all so i'll wait but goddamn brother my dick is falling off at this point i can't wait (laughs) oh man (laughs) yeah you gotta wait for quality man that's how it goes do you have this last one from A Wolf? No, nah, I don't have any more. It says kick in the cojones to phase five of winter here in Western Canada. I don't know how many phases there are. I know they call them. We're prophecies. in fucking we're in we're in phase twenty seven right now. Yeah, dude, it just had a fucking blizzard on my way home. I went to work. It was like warm. Yeah, it was, like 50, it was like fifty five yesterday. And then we get a snowstorm today, and it's going to be 58 tomorrow. It makes no... I'm fucking sick of it. Yeah, it's fucking bizarre. So sick of it. I'm sick of everything. The snow, I'm just so done with the snow. I'm sick. Listen, here's one thing about me is that, like, when it comes to towing, I like my truck to look perfect every day. I clean inside of my truck daily. I clean outside of my truck daily. So the winter poses a real fucking problem for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, uh, we just had one more come in right as we're like literally sitting here. So I'll just read this out. You remember last week, Ray's Hell Bailey was was talking about a shift solenoid. Mm-hmm. And we were like, what the fuck is that? So it turns out he was not talking about a motorcycle. He was talking about a car. And I guess cars have this thing. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Why didn't you say something last week? I never heard of this thing. Because I thought we were talking about motorcycles. It's a fucking motorcycle podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this dude's fucking weird. I don't know what kind of training he's got. Yeah, this got to be a Honda or some weird fucking (laughs) cat bike. Yeah, I had no idea. I legit thought he was talking about a motorcycle. I'm like, huh, must be some new Harley shit. (laughs) Yeah, that's the the Milwaukee 8 shift solenoid. But yeah, so he said, P.S., because I mentioned something about 
the fucking what does I say? Oh yeah, in the actual post, I was talking about getting in here with your follow-ups. If we read your kick last week and we couldn't fucking understand what you were saying, so that is the clear up of the shift solenoid. And shout out to him for becoming a member of the motherfucking Millwrights, making the fucking career change swap. So shout out to him. Also, if you're not following, Ray, yeah, you like. It like blanked out when you said welcome. You're like, welcome to the shout out to him. <laughs> oh shit. My bad. Uh he joined the Millwrights, which is like, I don't know exactly what the scope of, of what Millwrights do is, but they deal with like a lot of heavy, like enormous machinery, moving it to and from huh. places, servicing it, working on it, all kinds of shit. Nice. Good with him. Yes, sir. All right. So not to transition too quickly here, but We had a little hiccup in the recording as of right now. We were in the middle of recording last night, and we had a gas leak going on up here at the fucking shop and could not find out the source. Fire department rolled out here with two trucks, (coughs) agreed they smelled the gas leak, couldn't find the source, walked around for a bit, Asked if we had smoke alarms in the house, and we said yes, and then they just fucking peaced, and that was that. So, gas leak undetermined, still kind of smells like it out there. I'm recording this the following night, and yeah, that's just kind of derailed the fact that we were both recording, and unfortunately, tonight, Loctite, well, I guess fortunately, you're running a business. It's a good thing to get calls to go tow. So Loctite had to go tow somebody from an accident. I'm going to be finishing this one out, but I will not be doing it alone. We are going to be joined by the homie Rhino Dick in just a few minutes. So actually, about to be joined by this motherfucker right now. Back with you guys in a second. All right, motherfuckers, we are back and we are live on the phone with the man himself, Rhino motherfucking Dick. Welcome back to the show. Uh, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised you guys invited me back since last time I was on, I fucking blacked out. Um, but <laughs> good to be back. <laughs> the Christmas special that got out of hand. <laughs> that, that was a wild one. <laughs> We're trying to top it tonight, boys. Oh, yeah. Hey, I got the grass-fed beers, buddy. Dude, it actually... <laughs> I was hoping Loctite was going to be here for this. I was going to oh, wear a scarf and a monocle. That's it. You got to fucking... You got to go to the place where they do the knitting circles and then <laughs> pound some grass-fed beers yeah. in the sandbox. You gotta find, yeah, you got to find where the clientele is the most obnoxious. Oh, yeah. That's your people. Yeah. And that was fucking packed in there. For the people who don't know, we went to Pipe Dreams, which is where Deadbeat uh, was doing their bike nights before we got booted out of there for like, what was it? Two two people doing a burnout? Oh, yeah. It was something light. And it was on thin ice ever, ever since then. But then they started doing some knitting circles and we had a tough time convincing some of the homies to <laughs> come get grass-fed gears <laughs> there. That's a hard sell. It's a hard sell. Yeah, I'm like, guys, we were fighting for you, and then you had to post this, and they saw it before I could protect them from it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's tough. So 
it's good to have you back on, man. There's been some updates since last you were here. We were talking about 16 casts, and the bike wasn't even hardtailed back then, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think I had just dropped it off to you. Um, so, so it's been hardtailed, and geez, yeah, I've accumulated a ton of parts for it. It's actually right now, it's sitting behind me. It's a, it's a roller. I got wheels on both ends. Uh, I've gone through... I think six different front ends i just hated them all i had like a six over springer i fucking hated it i put on a fat boy front end i fucking hated it i finally <laughs> think i settled on the front end uh for the look that i'm going for so i ended up going with a four under springer oh you got to pan me over so i could see it because it's just yeah. out of frame there she is yeah. that's the angle right so, there yeah so four under with a I got, I, I've been looking at, I just love those like Indonesian guys bikes. They're all like slammed down low to the ground. And they look like tough as shit. And I was trying to get that look. I just couldn't get low enough. And I was like, fuck it, four under. Let's just, that's about as low as they sell shit like that. And I knew I, I wanted a Springer. Like I started, I rebuilt two front ends before, before I decided that I should probably just get what I actually wanted. But, uh, so I got two front ends for sale. If anybody wants them to rebuild and vapor home. Uh, but, four on where it gets the the lower tubes of the frame like parallel with the ground yep so it's nice and low then i got a 21 inch wheel those are uh those bars are not going to go on it so right now i have a pair of six bends stainless steel wide six bends on it but uh i have a set of greasewood co uh he's out of i think he's out of las vegas or nevada somewhere um but he makes awesome fucking handlebars uh I'm getting the greasewood pullbacks. They're kind of like mini apes, but they pull back like rabbits, it looks like. Yep. Um, so they're going to be here tomorrow. So if, I'm trying to keep it nice and low. I got the short front end, the springer front end on it. And then uh, the the bars only have like an eight inch rise or something like that. And I think it's like eight back, something like that. So I can, I, I'm trying to do mids and just have that kind of, Oh, that's right. You're going for the mids on that thing. Do you already have the mids? I don't. I'm going to make them. So I'm trying to make, so I have, so I have controls. I got uh, the the foot controls and I'm going to modify them to get them to sit where I want them. So uh, I kind of want them high mids I'm going for, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to look, Yeah. Yeah. So I'll complete the look. And uh, also I, I'm a, huge fan of the mids now i put them on my other bike my evo bike and it's just like riding around in new hampshire and especially where i'm out in the fucking boonies like i live on a dirt road that you know it's fucking if it's it rains bad. it's like yeah it's shit it's absolute shit and on a motorcycle i mean i can barely get out of the fuck off my road in a car and i got a subaru dude uh <laughs> on a bike fucking impossible yeah i mean it just pulls you it's 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 bad so the mids help a lot um and I, I you know it's a good riding position for me i don't i don't think it detracts from like i'm not a tall guy so it doesn't you know i can bend my knees and yeah have that the pullback with the mids just feels natural feels good you know and then you can stand up when you got a frosty or something what's up you have it on the sporty too right it, uh, the yeah with the pullbacks yeah yeah i got uh i got six bends on the on the evo i'm actually going to be swapping those out because uh, I'm rebuilding that bike to a little to a degree because I got all new tin set uh, that that 
No Luck did for us, uh, did for me uh, with the Dick Flames. Oh, um, yeah, that's right, dude. Yeah, yeah. So that one's, that one's, I'm going to have hopefully two new bikes this spring. Um, so I, I just got to do a couple of alterations on the sissy bar and the front end. I'm going to, I'm going to put a springer on that. Uh, I'm keeping that one long and then uh, I'm going to swap out the bars and sissy bar on that. Nice, man. That's it. Yeah. So you got a decent amount on both as far as like projects in the works at one time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good. I just lost my job of 15 years. So I got plenty of time to work on bikes now that I'm Oh, fuck, dude. I didn't know that. Did this just happen? Yeah. A couple weeks ago. Shit, dude. I'm sorry to hear that. It's okay. It's actually been, it's been good because, you know, it's an opportunity to do something different. Right. So I'm looking at doing something totally different. I've been kind of in a white collar gig for a long time. And, uh, you know, it, it sucks. I'm pissed as fuck, you know, because 15 years, a lot of, a lot of time at one job, but I got a decent little little package to fuck off with. And, uh, you know, I'm just taking some time to fucking figure out what I really want to do, you know? There you go. Oh, wow. What a time, dude. Yeah. To, to be switching to, and then, I mean, obviously, like you said, time to build bikes, stuff to keep the hands busy, but yeah. Do you have your, your eyes set on any particular, like, would you want to do the same type of work for a different company or go like a totally different direction? I'm, do, I'm entertaining both, you know, like, so I'm, you know, I'm applying for jobs, doing something similar. Uh, you know, I was in management, so it translates well to a lot of different types of industries, but uh, I'm also looking at like getting into a trade, you know, i tickling the idea like you know maybe electrician you know i got some time to 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 kind of get i actually applied at harley too so oh shit (laughs) with motorcycles you know like something like that i don't know i'm just kind of putting my feelers out there see what comes uh but i definitely think it's like you know might be time for a change do something different like my job's not fun it's not cool you know it's not interesting it's just kind of like you know pays the bills and all that shit you know but maybe it's time to to do something, strike out and do something else, you know, but for sure. I, it's like, I guess there's two schools of thought on it. And some people want to do like their side thing full time. And, and as far as like oh, people who, who might say like, Oh my, yeah, my job's super interesting. Cause it's my, my passion or whatever, but I don't think there's any shame in, in either side of it. Like if, if that's what people want to do, that's cool. And then if people want to pay the bills and then have time and money on their free time, yeah, I mean, it, it the same thing isn't good yeah. for everybody, you know. It depends on the person. Yeah, and that's it's a hard decision. I mean, it's like you know, you're used to living a certain type of way, you know, and it's like my wife doesn't work. She's you know, we got three young kids, and it's like that's kind of nice too. And then you know, then there's the allure of like you know pursuing your passion and doing that shit. And it's like, well, that usually doesn't pay all the bills right to start. So it's like, you got to be prepared to make some life changes and things like that. But, you know, I'm just uh, kind of feeling it out. I got plenty of time to to kind of think about it. And one thing that's really helped is like, you know, I've been put, putting a lot of work into this build and like, it's been amazing. You know, it's like the, I, I was always one of those guys that like, you know, I wanted to be in a band. I didn't want to put in the time and effort to be like, to actually like learn how to play the fucking guitar, you know? So like, I'd have like guitar lessons. My guy's like, dude, you can't even play Mary had a little lamb. You're not going to be fucking shredding, getting bras thrown at you. Know? Like you got to fucking put in the work, get good at it. 
you know, like learn what you're doing. You know, same thing with karate. It's like you want to kick someone's fucking out. You want to be like Jackie Chan, but dude, you got to go to the dojo every fucking day. You got to learn how to fucking, you know, you got to yeah. learn how to break bricks with your hand. Motorcycle <laughs> that for me, you know, it's like the only thing that's held my attention, you know, like I had like fucking ADHD and shit as a kid. And it's like, I'm just like interested in everything. And this is like the one thing that's like, I can focus on and I'm like continuously like into, and it's like evolving and getting better. And I'm learning all sorts of new skills that translate in other places in life, you know, like fucking TIG welding or fucking, you know, like metal shaping or you know anything, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's just like, you know, it, I've definitely been thinking like, Hey, maybe I just go in a totally different direction and do what I really love. And that's like, I don't mind. That's my hobby. You know, like my hobbies work, you know, it's like something that I, I'm into and I'm willing to put that, you know, time away from the family time, you know, like fucking late hours, early mornings, weekends, whatever. It's like, maybe that's the way to go, you know, but it's a tough call. So right now I'm just kind of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hedging my bets, doing it both, you know, both ways, you know, applying it to this place and that place fucking job market's different nowadays, man. Fucking 15 years ago. I feel like it's know? better though. Honestly, it- has, is that been your experience? I feel like every day I get a million things that are like 18,000 places in your town are hiring. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a good time to get hired. And like a lot of like, you know, I was in the software industry and it's like a lot of remote work out there. You don't have you don't like stuck in New Hampshire or fucking wherever you're at. You can work for a California company or whatever. So there's definitely like it definitely opened up a lot of opportunities that way. And, you know. I don't know though, because it's like you only get one lap in this life. It's like, what do you want to do with it? You know, I mean, I don't mind working hard and fucking sticking it out, doing shit that I don't like either. Because it's like, well, then I can provide for my family, and they get, you know, they're fucking, you know, my wife likes a certain kind of fucking French jelly. I can afford that, you know, like that's one. (laughs) And then uh, this French jelly money, yeah, uh, yeah, dude, imported from France. Damn, you'll have to, uh, you have to. Send me the the company. I have to try this jelly. <laughs> Get a taste it ain't even that good, dude. In life, you know. It ain't even that good, dude. It's like fine. It's just like <laughs> it's now, probably like shit jelly in France, but it, you have to pay like a premium for it because they got to get it over here, you know. <laughs> dude, you know what? So, so one of the listeners sent, uh, and I am embarrassed to say I, I can't remember the the handle of who sent it, but uh, he lives in Italy. And he was, he was saying that Lavazza red is like, I always post this shit with the Bialetti, like uh, espresso makers. And he's like, in Italy, we all drink Lavazza red. You got to get some Lavazza red. And so I look it up. It's a, it's a very basic coffee over there, but over here you pay like an arm and a fucking leg to import it and find somebody that has it. And it's probably not as good as Bustello if, you know, (laughs) If I'm being honest, and I get the Bustella yeah. for three bucks, so sometimes yeah, so, yeah that, yeah. that import premium. But oh yeah, like, am I correct that you had? Did you do electrical work for a while? No, I thought you had said you dabbled in in a trade for a minute there. Um, last time I was over, I might just no. be totally imagining this. No, what? No, I mean, no, I I never been in the trades. I was like, you know, dude, I'm I got no college education, high school dropout. I got gifted this job, like through my brother, you know, he worked at this company and then it was like a little mom and pop shop. And then I just, you know, learned fucking computers and shit as I was doing it and like kind of rose through the ranks, you know, starting in the mailroom type deal. Um, but 
you know, gave me confidence to that. Actually, how I got into motorcycles really is because I was like kind of always into like never had a motorcycle, didn't grow up with them. But I was like, dude, if I can fucking learn like how servers and PCs and all that networking and shit works, it's like how hard could a fucking motorcycle be? So right. I was like, fuck it, let's try it out, you know? And it's like the same thing, you know? Like everything's broken down into different systems. You got your fucking electrical system. You got your fucking suspension, you know? And that's how I still approach everything today is like, yeah, you look at a motorcycle, it's like overwhelming how much shit goes into it, but break it down to as small as it can go. You know what I mean? Like even on engine internal shit, you know? And then it's not, it, you know, you you don't have to eat the fucking elephant, you know, all in one sitting. You just take bites of it. So just break it down and then that, that, then those smaller components are all easier to understand. Right. So it's like, you know, just, but anyways, that's how I got into motorcycles really fucking, I was like, Oh shit. I learned how to do computer shit. I never thought I was going to be able to do that. I didn't even fucking own a computer when I started working there, you know, like I didn't, you know, that is wild. Just fucking, you just do the research. Yeah. Yeah. You can do anything that you want, you know, like this, especially nowadays, like with the fucking internet, dude, like, Oh yeah. I was a hiring manager for a long fucking time, dude. I never looked at where anybody went to school, where the fucking degree was. I didn't give a shit. Where did you work? What did you do? What, what kind of skills do you have? What kind of person are you? You know, like, are you going to be giving me shit when you're fucking, when shit gets tough, you know, that type of thing. It's like, right. you know, if you want to do something, fucking reach for the stars. You can, you can do it. If you, if you really want to do it, you can do it. You know, like if you have your heart in the right place and you're ready to put in the work, like nothing's beyond you, you know? Yeah. And if you find it interesting, I think that was the, always the biggest thing. Cause I did the, some corporate work. I went the college route and then had a desk job for a while. And I was never that good at it because I didn't really find it all that interesting, but like, it was like what I felt like I was supposed to do. And then I right. went a different route. And for me, it happened to end up being something I was super interested in. Yeah. And then you run with it and you, and you rise to the top of that because you're, you're not faking it. Like you actually are like, this right. is pretty cool. You know, it's just fun shit. And it makes, it reminds me of when I came over your place and you were talking me through the setup you made for the vapor homer, because it's just like when you were talking about how it all works and the whole time I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, but yeah, but how did you, how do you even know how to make that? And it's just evident that you geek out on that stuff and you're interested in it because who else would, drive down to fucking Drake it to lug that thing out of a shop and ratchet strapping it down in fucking freezing weather and then go and make windshield wipers for it and all the shit that you've you've done. I mean, you know what the more interesting parts are. These are the parts that I'm calling out, but it's, uh, windshield wiper is pretty easy. <laughs> is it? You know, it just seemed like that was like the there's people who have like a cool cabinet and then there's people who have a cool cabinet with windshield wipers on it. Like <laughs> it's the next fucking level. In water spray on the windshield to lubricate it, by the way. There you go. Yeah. So you know what the cool parts are. <laughs> but it's like it's just awesome to watch the progression um of you getting deeper and deeper down that rabbit hole all the way to the part where now you're you're even dabbling in the polishing. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, it's been something I've been trying to get into for a while. Like I've done some polishing cause it's so closely related to the vapor honing stuff. Cause people are like, you know, they like that finish, the vapor honing finish on some stuff. And then other things they're like, well, can you polish it? You know? And uh, actually I think the first thing I polished was um, fish tank on the war Turkey, his uh, sprocket cover. He was like, Hey, can you polish this? And I was like, I don't know. Let me try it out uh and i was like yeah i can polish it you know um 
something like that is like really easy. And I do, I, I can do polishing on some things right now. So like definitely like engine covers, things that are like aluminum and relatively flat already are easy to bring back because yeah, you might have a couple of nicks or whatever, like deep scratches. Uh, so like the whole principle behind polishing is you want to get the, the surface as uniform as possible because when the light hits it, right, it's reflecting off of that surface and that's what makes it shiny, right? So like right. if you look at a cast part, it, there's all these ridges. So the light hits it and it just gets absorbed into those like deep little valleys, right? So if you have a cast part, like I just did my rear wheel. I have a solid rear uh, Harley it's wheel. Cast. I yeah, I heard about yeah, that. The cast wheel, the, yeah, the, uh, the cast. <laughs> I gotta hear the outtakes of that night. Um, yeah, <laughs> it went on. I, well, I, shortened it up. <laughs> I shortened it up for the people. It was every bit as much me as it was you. I think we were feeding off each other. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Um, yeah. So the, uh, the the cast wheel on a like a I think it's Fat Boy wheel. Um, I had a front and rear Fat Boy wheel came with the bike initially, uh, and it's like an aluminum cast. Uh, so I, I went ahead and I sanded it all down and polished it up. And uh, the hub of it is is super shiny, like a mirror. And then the outer rim of the rim, I left like vapor honing, uh, vapor hone, like that satin color. And it's a good, con- well, I, I like it. It's like a nice contrast where you have like a, like a subtle matte gray color with the vapor honing. And then you have like the really super shiny, like mirror finish. Right. Um, yeah so i you know there's not a lot of info out there on like really how to do this stuff commercially so like you go to any fucking uh forum or whatever they're like start sanding it down start at this grit go to this grit and then hit it with whatever uh but it's really slow and it's like you gotta like sand sanding metal by hand takes fucking forever so i was i've been looking for for ways to get to speed up the process so it's like commercially viable so it's something like where and there's some guys doing it you know i i see them doing it i don't know how the fuck they're doing it and i think it's one of those things where like they want a lot of people doing it either you know what i mean it's one of those protect type things where they're not like is is like oh i'll tell you my secrets and shit um not like the chop community yeah 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 and a, a lot of these you know like a lot of people just go, oh, I'll fucking paint that part because it's like cast, you know, like because because taking a, a rough cast, like my transmission, for instance, you know, like the body of it, the main body of it is like a rough cast aluminum from the 70s, you know, so there's a ton of imperfections in it. It's not like you look at a cast part like from the 2000s or whatever, and it's it's it, they, there's a lot better casting technology now than there was, you know, 40 years ago. So, right. Get just knocking that shit off you can fuck it up even worse if you go too deep and you leave gouges and shit. So you can't be too aggressive either. So you don't want to go. What I've done uh, is actually, I got a a couple of people helping me out on this. So I want to shout them out too, but I've got some really good information from, uh, I think it was Clayton Cotton um, on the polishing front. And uh, I think his name's Jimmy Billiards. Now he used to be chatter daddy. He put me on to these conditioning. It was blackout healthy. I think it used to be that and then it was Chatter Daddy and now he's Jimmy Billiards. 
Oh God, dude, this guy, listen, I know we tell a lot of people to change their name, but we got to slow it down. I can't keep up. <laughs> well, you should go follow Jimmy Billiards because he's building a fucking BSA right now. Crank up and it's sick. Dude, he has like a first seat on it. Dude, this thing is fucking beautiful. Good guy too. Um, but he put me onto these conditioning discs. They're like these little, so first of all, I'm doing everything pneumatically. So my whole shop is piped in, you know, for the vapor honing and shit with air. Uh, so I have all these air drops, like three quarter inch. Uh, it's all piped in with this like max line shit. Yep. So I have anywhere in the shop I can get air for a pneumatic tool. So I got a die grinder, Harbor Freight, of course, like everything else in the shop. We don't <laughs> we don't splurge on snap on. All right. That's uh, it. These little pads, they're like they look like uh, I don't know, like fucking ramen a brick of ramen or whatever and they have like different grits yeah what's that i said little yeah yeah. yeah 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 so yeah um these things knock that shit off like really easy it they don't clog up like sandpaper so sandpaper and the different grits and stuff it's just it's just paper right so it shreds and then uh it's like a flat surface these things are kind of like flexible these little i think it's called a nylock this little it screws on to your your die grinder and there's different sizes so you can get like three inch two inch one inch and then the different like grits right they have like coarse medium fine and that'll get like the bulk of it off right and since it's flexible it'll kind of flex into little corners and shit um and then you soak them in some water and uh they're you know, you do, so you don't get fucking dust everywhere. Right. So you do oh, some wet sand. Think about doing the water. We used to yeah. use those at the stainless shop for everything, but mm-hmm. I never, yeah, I never thought about soaking them. I actually have them. Yeah. I have the same, I bought die grinders at like my second welding job, Mac ones. I don't know where Mac falls on the snobbery uh, hierarchy, but I never see Mac. Oh, is it? <laughs> it was. Yeah. My, my uncle used to sell Mac tools and man, yeah. Yeah, I don't even know if if they still have Mac trucks. I know, I always see these like Snap On or Cornwell, but I don't see Mac anywhere anymore. But oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Cornwell's the other one. I think like Cornwell Mac or about. I, I don't know. That's out of my I, realm. I, you know what's weird? Mac. I see all those Cornwell trucks, and I've never once seen a person like yeah. I got I got a set of Cornwall wrenches. I've, yeah, I've never seen a cor- I've never seen a tool. Never yeah, seen it in the wild. Yeah. How you got all these trucks if nobody's buying yeah. the tools? Yeah, how do you pay for the gas in the trucks? Nobody's buying your tools. <laughs> but yeah, the, the bike riders are they're handy little things to have. Oh, yeah. And you could put the uh the carbide burr bits in those things, right? Yeah. They're yeah, I do all like pneumatic now pretty much for everything because you just get the RPMs just you can get way higher RPMs than like an electric, you know. That's a right there. Yeah. When you, yeah. When you, once you make the transition, you're like, I don't do batteries anymore. Okay. We're all pneumatic. Electricity. I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> 2022. Okay. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Air is where it's at, but yeah. So these fucking things, you just soak a bunch of them. They just float in the water and then you spray down whatever your, whatever material you're, you're doing. Uh, knock down, like, I'm talking like rough cash. You don't want to go ham on something that's already pretty fucking relatively shiny, you know, like you can get that with like, you know, start at 200, 220 grit or whatever, but uh, this will get the cast down. Right. So you take like the coarse one, knock it down, medium, knock it down, fine, knock it down even more. And from there you start hand sanding. Uh, 
I have, uh, I, I got like an assortment of like 4,000 different sandpapers too that go on the, the Jesus. die grinder and it has like a sponge, a sponge backing. Yeah. So after you, you knock it all down with these, uh, conditioning discs, then you can go back with, you know, wet, you know, get, again, wet sand. Cause you don't want to breathe this shit in, even though I, you breathe the substantial amount of aluminum in when you're doing this anyways. I know you're not a respirator guy. Yeah. You never, never been a big fan. No, no. Um, but those, uh, even if you get into the polishing, um, I, I remember sometimes like I'm one of those guys that like, I'm putting stuff down, picking it up. I'm rushing around. Like I I don't have a lot of free time. You know what I mean? Like I got, I got young kids. I got a bunch of shit going on. So like, when I'm in the garage and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do something for myself. And, and again, it's like finding time to like vapor owning has been off the fucking chain, dude. I had, I actually had to take time off work at one point to like catch up. Cause I had so much shit going on, you know? So yeah. like by the time I'm in the shop and I'm like working on my own shit, I'm like, how are you going to get this fucking project done? So I got that wheel going and I was like, dude, I'm finishing this fucking thing today. And uh, yeah, I just, I just kept on fucking, you just, keep on sanding, 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 and you just go down. I think the, the fine conditioning discs are like around 300 something, three, 320 or 350 or something. Yep. So you just hop down to 200, 500, 1,000, 1,200, 2,000, down to 3,000. And by that time, it's pretty shiny. Like just from the sanding, you already got it to a point where it's like mostly uniform. Yeah. Uh, and then you go in with the buffing compound. So before you get into the buffing compound, so obviously the die grinders are these little circle. I mean, people can't see the, what we're talking about here, but it's like these little two inch circle discs that are spinning and you're taking a little material off as you get to those higher and higher grits. Does it get, do you have to be careful? Like the way you move your hand around so that it doesn't leave like a line. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, uh, I mean, it's spinning in a circle. So the course of the grit, it's going to leave all these like semi-circles. And yep. if you move it, like if you're applying too much pressure or you pivot it, you want to keep it as flat as possible. And when you're going into a corner or something or like any kind of contour, uh, you got to be real careful. You don't want to do that with the, with the really coarse grits because it's going to leave gouges in it. And then... Right created a new problem where you have to kind of even out that gouge. Um, so you want to try to keep it as flat as possible and try to keep it from bumping the edges and shit. And with the wheel, I just had it on a, I had it on a, a, a table and I just spin the wheel and everything's lubricated and you can kind of go in concentric circles, kind of like spiraling inward. Yep. Uh, and then it, it really minimizes the amount of like other abrasions and shit that you have to get out so you want to keep it flat you don't want to apply too much pressure and you don't want to like hit a corner or contour or something on on the side so you wouldn't be doing like what you what you would do with an angle grinder where you kind of go like back and forth i've been toying with a couple of things there's a there's a trick you can do with uh the sanding discs on a die grinder where you use the attachment let's say you have like a two inch attachment yep use a three inch piece of sandpaper right and then you, cut, you do the four cuts right so then it's like uh it allows the edge to kind of flex up and then you can get into those corners yeah and then the other the other thing you can do is uh you can wrap sandpaper into a cone 
So you have uh, okay. an attachment for die grinder. It's basically just like a, a uh, it's like a serrated. It looks kind of like a screw. Yeah. And you can wrap sandpaper around that, and you have a cone shape, and then you can get into like little contoured areas, and then the little hard to reach spots. We had one on the die grinder at at work that had it was almost like it would come up like a cone, but it was split down the center. And you could like loosen the chalk and then like oh pry the ends apart and it would go back together and you could put like red, some of that red scotch bright or whatever in there and it would like spin it to, yep. it it, it to get into weird shit. The other actually what I found the best thing to get into weird contoured areas is they have these uh <clears throat> you can get this all at Harbor Freight, buddy. Uh <laughs> you know, I'd love to hear it. Ball. It's like a scotch bright pad, but it's in a ball form. So it's it's soft enough that it can flex into like li- into little corners. You've probably seen them at like uh, fucking AutoZone and shit to like polish your wheels. It's just like that. And that's just like kind of it. But it, it, it's more abrasive. I think it's like you can get them in different different grits and stuff. But uh, that'll help you get like into those like on the wheel I was doing, like into the corner where it like kind of contours up to the hub. Uh, stick the ball in there and it, it kind of conforms to whatever the shape is because it's soft enough, you know? What, so is there like one end of the ball that has like a rod on it that's like attaching to the die grinder? Yeah, yeah. So it goes into the die grinder and then there's just a big ball. It's about the size of an orange. And it's like, yeah. it just, it's like that scotch break material. That's fucking cool. Yeah. How long until you buy a Dynafile? I have a Dynafile. Oh, you already have it. Fuck, dude. I'm behind the game here. Dude, I got, hey, you know what? I got two Dynafiles, bro. Woo, shit. Crushing it, especially being, a, being an air guy now. That's like. I got, a, I got an air Dynafile, and I got an electric one. Oh, you got yeah, I started. Yeah, I started out with the electric one. I got, like, the Amazon special. It was, like, fucking wicked cheap, and I was like, I'm going to just see if this thing is worth a damn, you know? Like, I, I don't know what I'm going to use it for or whatever. I end up using it all, all the time. Dude, it's so it all the time. So did you yeah, buy oh, yeah. like the, the Dynafile brand one for the Air one? What? No, dude, this is the garage that Harbor Freight built. <laughs> oh, I didn't know they had automatic ones. Yeah. Fuck. Dude, they got it all. Yeah, they got it all. They get everything you need. It, don't go splurging on Snap-on shit. It's no better. Quality. <laughs> at Harbor, dude, I've never had a Harbor Freight thing break on me, except for anything... That has like uh, that you plug into the wall. Like if you get a belt sander or something, yeah. you get fucked. Dude, I got like Harbor Freight wrenches. I fucking step on those things, you know. Like they're <laughs> fine. You're gonna be fine. You're not that strong, dude. All right, you you can get some fucking Harbor Freight shit. Save yourself some money, and you gotta buy a bunch of fucking. You know, you're gonna have to buy a bunch of fucking different types of tools, like specialty shit. You're only gonna like. Don't don't go and buy fucking wicked expensive shit unless you own like a mechanic shop and you use it. Like you're just working on your own shit. Right. If you're going to be doing shit for professionally, yeah, maybe like it's handy to have this or that. But I will say they actually make excellent TIG gloves. Really nice. The Vulcan oh, one. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the black Vulcan ones are like a little thicker than the white ones. And they are fucking prime. I would not yeah, say- I that, yeah, we were talking about uh, Harbor Freight has some TIG shit now. That's kind of that's kind of key. Yeah, so I'm actually kind of curious. I like cuz a lot and a lot of people keep writing to me and saying like 
you know, what about this one? Like their highest end, they, they call them like the titanium and they're green. I think they're high end ones. Um, I just don't know. I don't know what to make of them. I did have a a person write in who said that their boss insists on buying like Harbor freight stuff because it's easy to return. And they did say that Mm -hmm. they killed, they have the, like uh, they make the competitor model to your everlast and, um, probably they it can't be that much cheaper though i don't know how much cheaper it can get before yeah. the company isn't making money because those things are yeah. like sub 500 dollars these days yeah and the other thing is is like dude you think that all these companies are fucking making their own shit like yeah <laughs> exactly. I, I used to work in manufacturing stuff and like dude there'll be like one company they make fucking six 60 different things and then they just use different colors and put different stickers on it. It's like the same yeah. internal shit, you know? Huh, especially like, nowadays with how, inverters. Come on. You're telling me that circuit board is oh, yeah. like 10 different companies welder. Yeah. 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 You know, like Everlast, like, yeah, dude, they, they, they're fucking what an American company, but like, they ain't fucking making that shit here. It's going oh. over to China. And you think that fucking company is just going to be like, all we do is Everlast welders. No, they're making like 20 different yeah. companies. <laughs> welders, you know, we're committed to on it. There's yeah. a factory in China that's like, weld mean, weld green, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I> cool. <laughs> well, dude, as, actually, I was talking to a crazy gentleman, Rob, on this same topic because he was looking at some of the ESOBs. And I was just mentioning that Miller isn't even made here anymore. So, like, if you think you're getting. Oh, really? Yeah. And I, I was bummed to see even my Mac star probably wasn't. Um, I think they just say assembled in the USA nowadays, but you know that that board is coming from China for sure. You flip the oh, welder around the fucking Chinese characters back there somewhere in the instruction area. And you're like, okay, oh, yeah. I get the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can only hold out so long. I mean, I love like those companies that hold out and they're like, dude, shit, my, my shit's expensive, but it's fucking made here by American workers. We give them good benefits and all that shit. But like, it's hard to stay in that game and be competitive because you're yeah. competing against people that are just like, whatever, we'll send it out to China. It's good enough, you know? And dude, yep. they make good shit. Like that Everlast welder is good. I use it all the time. It's awesome. Dude, my AHP, I've had that thing how long now? Like f- probably four years. I can't even remember. Yeah. Whenever we started the podcast, I bought it like right around that same time. Yeah. So we're coming up on four years with that welder. That thing was 700 bucks, I want to say. Yeah. AC, DC, TIG, and stick. And I've used both features a lot. And mm-hmm. fuck, dude. How can you the, how can you even compare to if the Miller version of that is like 5,000? Oh, yeah. It's like, is it better? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. It's better. But is it that much better? I don't is know. It, yeah. Is it $4,300 better? Like, probably not. I'd love to do you know? to see some of Everlast's new models, or even honest, honestly, AHP made two new versions of that one since I bought it. I'd love to know what those ones are like. You know, it is a hard game to be in, especially technology stuff. That that stuff is really difficult because, mm-hmm. like you said, how many people are making that shit? Yeah. They're all shit. I bet you the Everlast and the AHP and the ESOB all have the same fucking board in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. dude. I used to work at, I used to work at Sears, right? And like we went to this uh I was in like lawn and garden and shit and they're like, "All right, so here's our 
you know, fucking Craftsman, and here's our Husqvarna, and here's our fucking this and that. And it was one company. They make them all. They're all the exact same thing. They put this, they just put different shells <laughs> on them. It's, it's a Swedish company called Electrolux. It's just, they, they just buy a, that big fish eats little fish, you know, just yep. over time. It's like, like these larger companies, they diversify what the fuck they they're making and shit. You know, they make fucking vacuum cleaners and riding lawnmowers, but it's all the same company. You know? Yeah, dude, I have a Husqvarna axe that's made by some other Swedish company and rebranded as a Husqvarna. And it's yep. like, and that other company sells those same axes for like over a hundred bucks, or you could pay 60 yeah. bucks and get the one that has a chainsaw name on it instead of the other name. And it's like, well, fuck the same yeah. axe, but stamp the head a little different. Yeah, but... yeah. Yep. yeah, it's crazy, man. But it's definitely, I, I see your point though. Harbor Freight has a lot of stuff that will get the job done. Especially hand tools. I mean, yeah. hand tools, anything, but, but basically, but they're welders and they're grinders. I'll probably give it a shot. Yeah, there's some things, you know, like anything with a plug, I, I generally don't get Harbor Freight, you know, like hand tools and like specialty things, you know, like, tap and die set or a fucking you know like and again it's like dude the harbor freight fucking die grinder is probably the same exact die grinder that fucking ingersoll rand has you know like i don't know you better trigger about some same. people with but that one. Crack the, oh dude i thought i thought we were inciting violence on this podcast now you guys i think that is what this is gonna be is uh this <laughs> going after australia dude australians <laughs> The, the name of this episode is going to be We Chose Violence. And yeah. it's definitely <laughs> going to hurt some feelings. Um, but like you said, hand tools, dude, I bought their tap and die set. And I ran it through every fucking exterior bolt on the frame and my motor mounts and like on the fucking bolts. I chased all the threads. Yeah. Everything is fucking, you could snug it up by hand now. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah, I just, yeah. yeah I just did that. Yeah, I just did that. I got, I actually... I've been waiting to pull the trigger because I was like, oh, fuck, if I get a tap and die set, I got to get the fucking SE and the fucking metric. And then I was like, I'm not going to work on metric shit then. Yeah. So I just went and got uh, the fucking <laughs> tap and die set. And yeah, I had to tap some threads because this frame actually was powder coated, fresh powder coat when I picked it up, you know? Yeah. Uh, so like all the threads and shit, like I, I put on the front controls and stuff and it was all like powder coated in the threads. They didn't bother fucking fucking with that, fucking oh. that up. So. Jesus. Yeah. What a, what an animal. Seriously, just running it right in there. But even like you you take a like I took my t- my gas tank off, red Loctite just like gunks the fuck up in there. After you take you put red Loctite on a bolt, you take it out and you go to put the bolt back in, it's like, "No, thank you." You put red Loctite on bolts. I put it on my tank bolts because I almost lost my tank on the highway last summer. Oh shit. So I red Loctite them in there and it wasn't even that hard to break them loose. Really? Okay. That's what happens when you ride around without the top motor mount, I guess. <laughs> it just shakes them right the fuck out. <laughs> Everybody goes, you have to use it. It's going to break your frame. Well, it didn't fucking break, but the tank almost fell off. Shit. Or maybe it just always shakes that much. I honestly don't know. <laughs> I'm about that blue Loctite. I've never had a real problem with that shit. I mean, the only bolts that ever fall out are the ones I forget to put Loctite on. Yeah, this is accurate. 
I try to, I, I keep telling myself I should go back. I will now because I have to make a new one. But all last summer, I was like, I should lock tight the sissy bar bolts. This is or like you could do what you did with your uh, snowblower shear pins and just <laughs> weld them in. Just weld the bolts in. <laughs> Listen, Dude, I'll tell I, you what. I almost had a fucking heart attack when I heard that. That's the most reckless thing I've ever heard anybody doing on two wheels in the history of the show. Is Why is that Welding reckless? your fucking shear pins in on your snowblower. They break all the time. You, if you, unless you want to run to the store every five minutes, you just weld them in. Fucking sixty ten that bitch all the way home. <laughs> what could happen? Nothing. Uh, it's gonna. It's gonna. If you get like uh, like a huge rock or a stick in there, it'll it'll just shear off the gears that turn that auger. Well, listen, this snowblower <laughs> is not going to last long enough to shear any gears. I'll tell you what. I've had it two years, I think, and I bought it brand new. I want to say I paid like 400 bucks for it, too. I was pissed how much it cost, and it's absolute junk. Absolute yeah. junk. Dude, you got to get an Arians one. They're USA-made still. Oh, shit. I just picked them up. They're fucking awesome. I had, a, I had a, like a little one that I got like secondhand or whatever and uh, just couldn't couldn't cut it so this year i was like dude i don't want to spend this much time snowballing in my driveway i got a big driveway too yeah. i can't plow it so it's i got uh yeah yeah dude yeah it's a fucking it takes me like took me like an hour hour and a half dude if it's a heavy snow fucking three hours to snow blow it so i said fuck this i went and got arian snowblower the fucking thing cranks dude it's awesome and and here's the other thing is like they have big shear pins like sometimes I munch up rocks and shit and they don't shear off, you know, like you can handle you want a lot to more. Come weld them for you. Is that what this is leading to? <laughs> that they make I, shear actually, pins not big enough I was, for some welds. I was, I was, I was snow blowing this morning and I sheared a pin off and I got a, cause we had that fucking crazy wind right the other day. Uh, dude, actually. Yeah. So we had this like crazy storm, a bunch of sticks fell in the driveway and one of them, a huge stick, like a huge branch got stuck and it sheared the pin off. So the thing just spun and didn't fuck up my snowblower. So I just put in a new pin or whatever and it was good. But uh, I have like this big barn door on the side of my house and the fucking wind was like so crazy, dude. It ripped it off the house and it fucking threw it 20 feet, dude. This thing, this door weighs like 400 pounds. Yikes. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. This fucking weather is fucking with me, though, dude. I didn't even know it was supposed to snow. I was like, ah, it's March. We're in the clear. You always forget. I've been in New Hampshire most of my life, but you forget. It's like, yeah, it's going to snow until May. You're going to, we're going to have another fucking, we're going to have another storm, you know? Don't pack away the snow. Yesterday, when that fucking storm blew in, I was driving home and I'm like, this is a different day. Like, I drove to work and this day was very nice, very mild. I drove home. absolute winter wonderland. Oh yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. I, was, I, I, I went in my garage in the morning, no snow, you know, I came out like four hours later, there's like fucking five inches on the ground. It's like, what the fuck happened? It's this yeah, what you get after not watching the news. I know that's the other thing is I say like, Oh, I'm like, Oh, this was surprising. I didn't know that there was going to be snow. And I'm like, probably because you don't watch anything. So like, yeah. what I know <laughs> it's, it's all surprising. Yeah. You didn't read the farmer's almanac. Yeah. Somebody got me a deer hunter's almanac at the end of the season. And <laughs> I was like, I should read this almanac, but yeah, as far as weather, I just, I let the day surprise me for the most part. 
shit gets wild. But so let's get some updates here on the uh, the status of you. You've gone through a couple different sets of bars, couple different front ends. What do you got kicking around the shop that's available? If anybody listening is looking for some of these parts you're holding. Yeah, I got a lot. I got a lot of shovel, big twin stuff. Uh, I got springers. I got, if anybody wants a wide set of bars, there's zombie bars, stainless steel. I'm not, I just put them on. I'm not going to run them. Uh, I got fucking transmissions. I got fucking, I got it all. If anybody's interested in coming by and picking, that's cool. I'm going to be launching a shop soon. I'm just cataloging everything. Uh, I'm going to be going out to swap meets and shit this year. Uh, but I'm going to be launching an, I have an, an eBay store. I'm going to be launching with some eBay prices. So if you want to get in on the, the fucking picking price, you can come by or, or hit me up, see if I have something. I got a ton of small shit like fucking jets and all that shit. But uh, for, for bigger stuff, I got seats. I got, you know, like I said, springers. I got uh, engine, you know, it, primaries, inner outers. What's that? Don't you have a whole five speed trans? I have a five speed transmission. Yep. Oof. Yeah, I got some good shit. I got a fuck ton of, uh, yeah, I mean, I got a fuck ton of bars. I got uh, front ends. I got a fat, uh, the fat boy front end. I think it actually, I might even hold on to it because it's wicked nice. Like a fat boy front end looks really cool. Yeah. I'll yeah. Dude, you down Let me tell you, a fan of the fat boy. You don't got to sell me on it. Dude, I was, I was going to do it. I was going to, I was going to do it. They have like, they got the chrome dust covers and all that shit, dude. They look nice. Yeah. Um, I like that look. I like that chunky front end look. You know, I, I maybe I'm like desensitized to the skinny long front end thing, but like what really does it for me is just like short little front ends, fat little front ends. Like I just, I'm just digging that look now. But listen, this is, I'm loving this. <laughs> it's so nice to see something different, you know? It's a good feeling. That, that's the, uh, that fat boy front end is the one that you had sitting up against that the center column there when I came over, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I took that apart and I vapor honed it and I was going to do, I was going to shave the the lowers because they, you know, they look nice. They're kind of like a, a cone, you know, they come to like right. a little point, you know, and then you got the nice thick, you know, I, what is it? 41 inch tubes with the, the chrome dust covers. Uh, it's a good look. Definitely. But got it, you know, no front fender. Those fender tabs got to go. Yeah, dude. They had a lot of them on there. Actually, I don't know what they had on the shovels. I just know what they had on the Evo, but mine yeah. has a lot and they're fucking chunky. I'm like, you know, this is just holding the fender, right? Not like an entire yeah. someone's life on it. Why is the mount so big? <laughs> it's it's a tiny piece of sheet metal and there's four mounts and each one is like an inch thick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got a set from uh, Fish Tank, actually. Shout out. He, he gave me a set of uh, chunky tubes. I was going to run those. That was the last set I put on there. Uh, and where the fender mounts, so, you know, they, they they got the little bums, the fender mounts. That ring went all the way around the outside. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's really, yeah. it's really weird. It's like a rib or something. So it's like they're like, oh, well, we don't want just these little, these huge tabs, but also like a huge thick rib that goes around the entire thing. So yeah, I was like, Oh man, gonna be a- obstruct the lines from any angle. And you're like, yeah, oh, I have an idea. Put it, put a U-bolt yeah. on it. Right. So <laughs> like, I, was like, I was, I was, I was about ready to start shaving those down. And then I was like, 
you know, I don't know. I just really, this bike for me, I really want to just, I'm doing it. I'm just going to get the things that I want to put on it. I'm just going to do it the way I like it. And if something doesn't work, I'm not just going to be like, oh, well, I spent money on that part or, you know, like I'm not going to try to make it work. I just want to make what I want because it's like, it's been tough. You know, I got to, I don't know much about shovel heads and all that shit and like i'm fucking learning as i go but it's like i'm just super into it so it's like exciting at the same time so i'm just trying to build it a certain way are you really gonna uh, polish the trans part of it yeah so which part uh the easy parts thank you i was gonna say that is such a tricky thing to be getting fucking a million grits originally i was gonna do a full polish on it and that's still an option, but I really, after I did the wheel, I worked from the inside out and I was like, you know what, actually it's a good, I like the aesthetic of like the, the vapor hone satin finish with the shiny finish. It's like, I don't know, it just complements itself. Well, so I was, I was looking at the transmission and I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll just do like the, the ratchet top and the side, you know, like anything that I can get to not like the whole, and just leave the whole body, the cast part, how it is, you know, because it looks awesome. Like cast parts, vapor own look amazing. You know, they do. Uh, they're like, they're super clean and like they are all these like beautiful little imperfections in them. And I was like, Oh, some stuff I can do, you know, like the ratchet top part, like I can do that part pretty easily, like where the balls go and shit. Um, so I'm going to do it like, that and then the for the paint on the on the bike it's it's all going to tie together so i'm going to have uh you know golds and silvers and all that sort of shit so it all just kind of pulled together and then i'm doing like all stainless on it too so I, i'm i'm learning how to like weld stainless uh couldn't nobody offers like fucking stainless sissy bars you got you got to make those nobody even offers them in stainless i do not understand that yeah what the fuck Guys, someone makes stainless sissy bars. Why would, who wants a mild steel sissy bar? Nobody. And that's all everybody makes. We actually, we got, I mean, you and I, we got the little group chat going with uh, three of us in there. And we just got Dan to order some stainless. Fish ordered some stainless. I ordered some stainless. Sounds like you're going to be ordering some stainless. Yeah. I got the five eights, buddy. Hey, dude, I also got the five eights. I'd like the chunkier... uh, Especially yeah. with the solid back tire, I feel like it, it calls yeah. for. Well, everything's pretty chunky. I mean, it's like low and chunk. Like I got the, you got the one inch bars, you got the fucking, the, I mean, everything's chunky on it. So like, why not the sissy bar? It would look weird. I think if you had like, and then the other thing is I strap all sorts of shit to my fucking sissy bar, you know, like yeah. I always have a bag. I always have a 12 pack. I always have a polar pop hanging off the side, you know, like yep. the fucking thing gets used a lot. So it's like a utilitarian thing for me. So I've been like fucking trying to make tabs and stuff and like fucking those up. And uh, I just got that Harbor Freight bender. That thing fucking is awesome. You know, it's oh, yeah. like the full like, one, right? 89. Yeah. Yeah. 89 bucks or some shit. No problem. Well, I'm not going to say no problem. I had to put my, my ass into it, but I mean, I bent five eighths with it, you know, by myself. So yeah, uh, it's a real deal. What you could do if you like the look of it is lowbrow sells the stainless counterbore bungs for the five sixteenth Allen head bolt. 
if you remember, I don't know if you saw it on my bike over the past summer, I had those like yep. circular little mounts. I had four of them cause it was a different style sissy bar, but, um, those things, you could take that, put that right on your axle plate bolt, run the bolt right through it, and then weld the bar right to the, the counter, the top of the counterboard bung. And then just like cope the bottom of the bar. Yeah. You like barely, I mean, barely, barely, but yeah, you, you, if you stuff a, a, a grinding wheel in there, it'll like round it just ever so slightly. Yeah. And that'd be enough. Honestly, you could weld it either way, but it would be better. Yeah. To cope it. And yeah. cause that's what I was thinking about doing for mine. I was going to cut them off my old one. Cause that's half inch bitch boy bar. Cause that was a much shorter sissy bar. We put the big beefy one on and I got four of those things. So I was thinking I'd put one on each axle plate and then one on the each side of the fender and have the bar like hit it, go, you know, hit one side and then come out the other side instead of like welding it onto the side of it. Yeah. Yeah. That might be because the other thing is, is like, I'm trying to also keep in mind, like just like general maintenance stuff. Like, you know, I've had some, fucked up shit with like placement of sissy bar bolts and like like access like under the tire trying to get like fit a fucking wrench in there and shit i want it to be like super easy uh to just be able to like rip a bolt off and then like take the sissy bar off so that sounds like a good idea because then you can just like especially up at the fender you know so i made it like pretty tight this is the first sissy bar i've been it came out pretty fucking good actually i was surprised i was like damn that's awesome Especially with the stainless brace, I was being extra careful. Uh, I was like, damn, dude, I can't afford it. Yeah, that's right. You can't afford to be fucking that up. (laughs) Yeah, dude. But uh, it touches touches it, so I could just put put a fucking little bung in there. I didn't thought about that because I was was scouring the internet for fucking, like, stainless tabs. And I'm like, why don't they fucking make them? Powder coat on sissy bars fucking sucks. I had a powder coated sissy bar. If you strap shit to it, it's fucking rubs off pretty easy. You know, like you're ratcheting that shit down pretty hard. So stainless all the way. I'm doing tons of stainless on this. Uh, you know, all the foot controls are going to be stainless. The bars are stainless. And then I'm going to polish them all up so they look like nice and shiny. But, Dude, uh, it's move. Yeah, so much better than mild. Oh, yeah. What kind of yeah. what kind of radius do you have in the top of that bar? I can't see it because it's a perfect side view. It's uh, one and a half. I think I did. Yeah, buddy. That's one and awesome. a half that it kicks out like, I think. It's hard to tell. It's hard to measure. I didn't know. I was just kind of eyeballing it, you know, like, because you bend it, then it springs back. You know, you get it where you want it and it springs back. So I just kept, I just kept on like, and then it's a pain in the fucking ass. It was like, I had to like dig up like some fucking geometry memories and shit from school to like figure out like how to get this fucking thing out of the the die and then get it back in <laughs> so it actually yeah. bends i was like how the fuck i was i got to the point where i was taking pictures of like how i had it in there because then like getting it back in it's a tight squeeze so it wasn't easy to take it on and off on and off uh you have a, yeah, you have a side bend going at like uh at the fender like in a, a secondary bend yeah it comes down it bends out and then it bends down again got it so it bends back in yeah so i I, I did the, I started in the middle at the top, that hoop. I got it. So it was, you know, just a, a straight 180 hoop. And then uh, I took one end and I bent it out and then bent it down and then flipped it over into the other side, trying to make it match. You and know, just, yeah, the, is, is the, uh, with that Harbor Freight Bender, 
I know this is a very pro Harbor Freight vendor or pro Harbor Freight episode. So I won't say too much bad about it, but is when I do stuff on that bender, sometimes like I'll mark a spot, right. And I'll say like, okay, I want the bend to be here. And it kind of like rolls a little bit. And like, sometimes that bend, the center line of that bend isn't quite where I made that mark. Yeah. I mean, Harbor Freight and Harleys, they like a little slop, you know, like even if it's another side of the bender, they, they got a little slop to them, but I mean, that's, uh, just, that's part of the beauty, you know? It's our you imperfect. That five eights, it doesn't, you know, you got to really, you got to get a good tight fit. It's not happening. So initially, I was like, oh, well, I'll hit this bitch with some map gas and then I'll just fucking bend it in my vice, you know? That thing didn't move, dude. I don't know. I, people and all all the information that I found online is like heat it up and fucking bend it and it's like dude get this fucking bender and just you know you Done. can bend all sorts of shit too you know like because the other thing is is uh, I'm trying to make so I'm making a king queen seat for it and I want it to be good enough that I can have my wife on it you know so I'm going to do the, the bracket underneath and all that shit um, it's helpful for all that shit because they got the flat bender to, you know like the flat point bender Part, uh, part to it too. So like I was bending right. and shit, you know? Yeah, that yeah, is, yeah. I got to make like a brake stay and get like a good, like take a, a chunky, fairly chunky piece of metal and put a 90 in it. And it's better. It's, it's really handy for shit like that. We did like a couple, couple of fender struts for my little brother's bike, like something that would go under the fender that then you would weld to each side of the sissy bar, like that other way that people mount shit. And uh, yeah. it was fucking, it bent like, slightly i think it was quarter inch or maybe even a little thicker and it bent it no fucking problem oh yeah 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 that's the other thing is like again with like just the access points like getting bolts in if you get like yeah if you have it like that under bracket you can just go right in from the top of the bolt you know like right into that bracket it's much easier like on my xs i have that under bracket and it's definitely the best system for like getting bolts in and out um unless you're going to run like a lower you you don't see it a lot. My I happen to buy one for the the fat boy for I don't know if I'm gonna keep it, but Lowbrow sells that like fat bob style one and the skirts go down quite a ways. Like it's a deep fender, so to speak. Covers like yeah. half the tire. And it's actually kind of handy because it, it gives you a lot more sidewall to mount on. But mm. Uh, you know, it's not everybody's cup of tea. I don't even know if I'm going to keep it for when I redo it like this, but with the thinner fenders that don't go over the sidewall, it's trickier to figure out where you're going to put that bolt that isn't going to be pointing directly into the treads. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, the other thing is like on the fender, just like on the underside of the fender, any bolts going in, it gets a nut welded to it. So I don't have to fucking try to hold a, a nut and then screw in a bolt, you know, like a pain in the ass, especially with like, I, I do, I, I like a little, uh, real low profile, you know, I'm like jamming a fucking wrench in there. It's just not an option, you know? Yeah. Agreed. On, yeah. On my other bike, I had, I had it set up like that. I actually have to let air out of the tire so I could fit a fucking wrench in there, you know? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. That's a, that's a tight, like a tiger. I'm starting to think that a better way to do it would be to weld like a, a blind, bung to the fender and have some kind of like you know like where the bolt the bolt kind of hits that instead of having to go through it because i'm so fucking done with trying to shove my hand in between the fender and the fucking tire yeah, I'm not doing it. Yeah. 
yeah, I'm not finger in the fender anymore. It's fucking. Those days are over. Yeah, <laughs> I'm done with it. You learn. You you grow. You <laughs> learn it. from your mistakes. We're growing every day. You know, I, it's it's gonna be. It'll be interesting. I don't know. I, like I said, I, I still can't decide if I want to keep that fender or not. If I did keep it, I think I would cut two whole inches out of the middle of it. So it would still be, still hug the tire this way, but come down and cover more of the tire, more of the yeah. sidewall of the tire. Yeah. But we'll see. It's a whole bunch yeah. of, a whole bunch of work. Yeah. Yeah. Doing a fucking fender. Spring's coming up quick too. That's the other thing is like, you know, when I was uh, contemplating suicide this morning, when I was snow blowing in mid March, <laughs> I was like, I was like, you know what, dude, this is it's actually going to be kind of nice out in like a month. You know, like you're going to, you know, today was like 50 degrees. Like I snow blowed in the morning. Yeah. But then it was like fucking 50 and it's going to be 50 tomorrow. You know, it's going to be here soon. Yeah. Way but, before we know it. Yeah. But at least I don't have any deadlines or anything, you know, like I don't, you know, nobody's, nobody wants me in a show or anything. So I'm just, you know, at first I was, when I was getting in on this build, I was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, maybe spring next year, but it just kept on like snowballing, you know, like more parts, more inspiration. You know, I finally have like, I, I know what I wanted to do with it, you know, like right down to the paint now, you know, I got like the whole vision set. So it's like now I, then I can buy the parts that I want, you know, and then, or get uh, obtain the parts that I want. And I was missing a lot of stuff too, because I got the shovel and it wasn't, didn't have a clutch. It didn't have any of that shit. You know, I had to go, go uh, scour an eBay for, for this and that to, you know, all the mechanical shit to make it actually work. Um, but I, over, you know, <clears throat> I accumulated that stuff over the course of you know, the winter. Right. That's why, that's why we live here in New Hampshire. Cause if, if it was riding season all year round, I wouldn't get anything done. Dude, I don't know how anybody does it down in Florida or shit like that. I would never take my bike apart. Yeah. It's like wintertime. It's like, all right, so it's fucking December. Let's rip this bitch apart. I got all the time in the world. This thing will be rolling down the street in April. That's it. And they, yeah, I don't know. Without that definitive, like, hey, here's your, here's your time to do it. I don't know how you pick. Oh, yeah. Winter's like actually now my favorite time of year because it's like you get to work on bikes in your garage all the creative time yeah it's like been so it's been so much fun you know like i mean it's been busy as fuck like just like vapor honing and shit but like that pays for my build you know like i don't feel bad i'm not like taking food out of my kid's mouth and fucking buying chopper parts you know like it's good to have a nice little side hustle and you can be like Oh, you know, you got cash in hand. You can fucking translate that into more motorcycle parts, you know? That's it. That's the move, yeah. man. Gotta love it. Well, hey, let's, before I forget here, let me take a quick second to thank some of these people who make this show possible. First up, we got the homie Steve at Deadbeat Customs, the hosts of the motherfucking Deadbeat Retreat, which is where we'll be riding these fucking beauties too. The one event that nobody can miss. Uh, they got a new shop over in Tewksbury. Check it out. Trying a jacket, helmet, gloves, all the shit you're too afraid to buy online. And use code LOWLIFE at checkout to save a little bit of money on your purchase. Next up, we got Hypnic Jerk Customs out there in Sydney, Australia, making some of the dopest 
taillights, headlights, indicator lights, jockey shifters, points, covers, and he takes custom orders. So if you got something that he doesn't have on the site that you want him to make, hit him up and he will get you squared away. Next up, we got Stay Strong Co., maker of the finest hot sauce in all the motherfucking land. I'm still holding a couple of jars, uh, but we're very low on stock. So if you're in this area, I can deliver it. If you're near him, order it from his uh, fucking Instagram and check out Stay Strong Co. LLC. Give him a motherfucking follow. Next up, we got Steel City Blacksmithing, maker of the finest Twisted Steel Frames. If you haven't checked out his page to see what he's up to, he smoke-coated the steel and then clear-coated it to match the smoke paint job that No Luck Paintworks did on it. This dude is absolutely killing it. Uh, he's got some big news. I don't know. I don't want to share it yet. We'll, we'll check back in with you guys next week, but he had a big offer come his way he's fucking crushing it and he just got a new job and he's doing some fucking fancy tig work on some thin stainless parts so kids killing it next up we got Ray's hell motorcycle co the homie ben daly out there in upstate new york does custom work full builds got a full merch line and a whole lot more go follow Ray's hell motorcycle co on instagram and then last but not least i touched on him during steel city's part no Luck Paintworks, Dan Bliss out there in Manchester, New Hampshire, absolutely killing the paint game, painting all the homies' bikes, and there's only more bikes ready to come. I still got to get my shit over to him. So make sure you're following No Luck Paintworks on Instagram. Beautiful. Nice, dude. Yeah, he's, uh, he's going to be doing the paint on this one. <clears throat> it's going to be a Wu-Tang Clan themed bike. Dude, the, uh, what do you call it? The points cover? Oh, yeah, yeah, Dude, shout out uh, Flame Art Design, or Flame Art on Instagram, anyways. Guys in Ireland, I was like a few beers deep. It's like fucking midnight. I was like, what time is it in Ireland? I hit him up. I was like, oh, dude, I got this fucking uh, idea for the points cover. And he got right back to me. Dude, he pounded <laughs> out in like two fucking days. And he got it back to me. I'm gonna post. I'll post some pictures of this bike and also the points cover because it's fucking sick. Uh, but yeah, dude, cheap too. To, like shipping from Ireland, and he, you know, crushed it in two days. Unbelievable. I don't even know how it's possible for him to get that done that quickly and get it to you by hand. He's not using a machine. He's doing it by hand. This thing looks. Oh, that's flawless. by hand. That's by hand. Jesus. Yeah. It, it was literally, I scribbled this fucking stupid idea I had on a, like a, a napkin. And I was like, Hey dude. And he did it in two days. I'm going to draw back to hand in two days. Yeah. Dude, that's the thing. He, he did it. I didn't even pay him anything. Yeah. If I know me, you know, he, just, oh, he actually made the fucking thing. And it was like, Hey, do you like this? And I was like, yeah, dude, I fucking love it. It's amazing. And then, uh, yeah, he's shipping it over from Ireland. I don't know how long that's going to take to get here, but. Dude, so rad. Yeah. He's doing how awesome. that gets made. Oh, I unbelievable. Are you tattooing it, metal? It's like, like black and silver. Yeah. Yeah, dude, with the lettering and shit by hand. I couldn't do that. My penmanship's garbage. There's no way I could make that fucking thing by hand. It looks like it looks like it was made by a machine. Yeah, it looks like a that's it, how good it is. Cast. Cast. Yeah. Oh, cast. <laughs> 
not a podcast just took a sexy turn. That's it. What's that? The the two point five cast. <laughs> <laughs> I never get tired of saying it or hearing it. That's just one of those things that people probably don't even remember because we took the whole conversation out. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see the shovel as it comes along. The thing is going to be fucking badass. We will definitely be having you back on when it gets fully assembled so we can do like a full recap on where it ended up. Yeah, dude. Appreciate it. Soaked on it. You know. Fuck yeah. yeah. Do you have any uh, final words for the people as we move to wrap this bad boy up? Oh, shit. I wasn't thinking about it. Um All right. Well, fellas, if you're suffering from seasonal depression, there might be snow on the ground, but spring is right around the corner. Get those parts to Rhino Resto for that Vapahona Bona. Yes, dude. Well, <laughs> oh, twang on. That's it. Sometimes you got it. Yeah, they need a little twang, something to get them through. All right. In a similar fashion here, I'm going to say. Hit up Rhino to polish the parts you don't paint and get the rest of your tools at Harbor Freight. 86 was the year that it started. Crack hit the states and my hood got to poppin'. Back then they had to catch you with no cardies. Without a doubt, Brooklyn had the hardest projects. Nowadays, if a nigga said you got it, you'd be sitting in the county with like three or four charges. Young and started, but I had a talent to get this package up because I took it as a challenge. So older niggas gave me much as I could handle. Cop the eagle started jacket with the green new balance shit. I'm feeling clean, I was only 13 with the heavy start. I'm a bugle boy. My name spelled out on my four finger ring. It was dirt then, cause my girl you ain't seen. Nigga, now I'm gon' connect If you ain't feeling one or two, I respect Cause I'm probably just forgotten Rollin' strictly for my set Wu-Tang, man, I love my set Niggas coming up here Cause this is where the cheese at Look here, more money, more pounds My ass, who's a naive cat If you should believe that For real, that's some shit to try to keep you where you at All content While niggas rotting Bentleys and Maybach Think I'ma lay back Play up, forget it First hundred DLC, nigga I'm trying to flip it and that's some real shit, not just a lyric. Got a couple of open cases, not too specific. Niggas out here trying to prove who's the realest. It's okay to pop shit, but come a little different. Yeah. Tell them who the fuck I been. The, the ODB. Tell them who the fuck I been. is the old